We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by His Word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Pastor Eddie message. Welcome to church, my friend. The Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. I am so excited that you are here again to hear the word of God. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word. I pray that you today you will encounter, you will encounter the Holy Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. I decree divine turnaround for you in the name of Jesus. You are blessed. I'm so excited. Now, now, the second Sunday of the month is always our Friendship Sunday. And so if you are here right now, watching me right now, that means that you are my friend. Praise the Lord. And try and get in touch with me. I would love to connect with you. All right? Praise God. Hallelujah. Welcome again to church. Father, I thank you for everyone who has come to hear your word today. Lord, I pray, oh God, that they will hear a voice behind them telling them which way to go in the name of Jesus. Father, I decree this service a miracle service in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now listen, it's not too late to do what I call I evangelism. All right? So make sure you share this link with someone right now. Invite someone to church right now. It's right there on your, on your fingertips, right? Just copy, paste, send, and they will be glad that you invited them to church. You are blessed. Now, today I want to continue in, our, in, our, in my series what I have tagged, what I have tagged, are you an influencer? Are you an influencer? Praise the Lord. And so last week, we started looking at this subject. The Bible says that you are the light of the world. You are a city that is set on a hill. God has called you to influence your world. And so last week, we started looking at uh, this concept of this idea of, of, of being an influencer. We said influence is the power or capacity of producing an effect without apparent exertion of force or direct exercise of command. We said influence focuses on hearts and changes people from within. My friend, God has called you to be an influencer. We said to influence others is both a privilege and a great responsibility. To be an influencer is, not, is both a privilege and a great responsibility. He says you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. So God has called you, my friend, to be an influencer. And so we need to treat, we need to treat this with holy respect as God will demand an account of us regarding how we exercise our influence. Praise the Lord. It doesn't matter what you do for a living. Whether you, it doesn't matter what you do for a living. God has called you to be an influencer. It doesn't matter whether you are in the corporate marketplace or whether you are in the enterprise marketplace or whether you are in the creative arts. God has called you to be an influencer. Hallelujah. Why? Because God wants you to do four things. He wants you to frame his world, frame his church, that is, build it. He wants you to and that's from Matthew 16, 18. See, and I, will, I also say to you that you are Peter on this rock. I will build my church. God wants you to frame and build his church. God wants you to fill his 
church. It says in Luke 14, 22, and the servant said, Master, it is done as you have commanded. Verse 23, then the master said to the servant, go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. God wants to be an influencer to build his house, to fill his house, to friend his church. Matthew 28 verse 19 says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. You have that opportunity right now. Copy the share button and send and invite someone to come and hear the word of God. So God expects you to friend his church, make disciples of all nations, teaching them to observe all the things that God has commanded you to do. And lastly, number four, it says, fund his church. Malachi 3.10 says, bring all their tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. It's all about his house. And try me now, says the Lord, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Praise God. Influence that affects our lives are only one part of the equation. Influences that affect our life are only one part of the equation. The other half is about the influence we have on others. There are two sides to a coin. On one side is uh, uh, on one side are the influences that affect our life. On the other side are, are, are the influences that we have on other people. God has called you to be an influencer, and so we discussed uh, we discussed uh, some of our uh, influences yeah, yeah, last week. We looked at seven different types of influences. We talked about parental influence. We talked about sibling influence. We talked about uh, spousal influence peer influence, leadership influence, followers influence, and worldly influence. Praise God. Well, that has brought you up to speed. Today, we are going to be looking at the problem of ungodly influence. The problem of ungodly influence. A lot of people follow bad examples. Listen, my friend, there is a call upon your life. There is a purpose to your life. God has called you to be an influencer. A lot of people follow, just follow bad examples and people become negatively influenced more than they follow the good. We are talking about the problem of ungodly influence. This is because the devil works to see, the devil works to see that people are negatively influenced against the word of God. The enemy doesn't want them to obey the word of God and therefore, and therefore he wants them to live a life that is not pleasing to God. Hallelujah. So some of the problems of negative influence, you know, they can be very devastating. Number one, the problem is that it's, it's not easily detected. Negative influences are not easily noticed. A negative influence usually come in a friendly manner and have the effect of pleasure or profit. We are looking at the nature, the nature of ungodly influence. It can, it can come, it is, it is, it's, a, it's not easily noticed. There's a possibility that you are, you are negatively influenced right now, but you're not even aware of it. Why? Because sometimes they come in a very friendly manner and have the effect of pleasure or profit. When the sons of Eli were, perpetu were, were, were perpetrating their evil, it came across like something like, like fun. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 12, it says, Now the sons of Eli were corrupt. They did not know the Lord. The sons of Eli, the sons of the pastor, <laughs> were corrupt. They did not know the Lord. Verse 22 says, 
when Eli was very old, heard about when 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 Eli, who was very old, heard about everything his sons were doing to all Israel and how they slept with the women who served at the entrance of the tent of the meeting. So he said to them, why do you do such things? I hear from all the people about these wicked deeds of yours. Influence, negative influence, comes, can, can have the effect of, of pleasure or profit. It is not easily noticed. Are you being negatively influenced right now? Number two, negative influence spreads faster. It spreads fast. Very, very easy. It spreads very quickly. A lot of people have a greater tendency of copying negative things than copying positive things. This is because people, people, do, people who, do, who do negative things, who do bad things, they always look cool. Those who misbehave always look cool. <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And the Lord and the Bible and the Bible wants us. You see, this, the negative influences they spread very quickly. The Bible talks about the yeast. Give a parable of the yeast. In fact, the Bible refers to yeast as a negative thing and also as a, as a positive thing. In Matthew 16, verse 6. The Bible says, Jesus said, watch out, Jesus warned, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Negative influences spread very quickly. At the same time, in Matthew 13, verse 33, the Bible says, it says, Jesus also used this illustration, the kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. In, in essence, what that means is that influence is not always the most powerful when it is the loudest or most visible. Most deadly negative influences are not easily noticeable, and they spread, and they spread very quickly. Number three. It enslaves and entangles stronger than anything you can imagine. Negative influences. It enslaves and entangles. Most people are victims of negative influences. Most people who are, who are victims of negative influences are usually entangled by them. And they, and, they, and they come to a level where it becomes very difficult for them to change. You don't like it, but you can't say no to the association. You don't like it, but you cannot say no to the habit. It enslaves. It enslaves. It entangles. It spreads. It, 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 it spreads very quickly. It can easily go unnoticed. Number four. Negative influences. It hinders or corrupt positive influence. It hinders. Its effect can actually overshadow good and positive behavior. It can bring a total corruption to a whole system. Be careful, be mindful of negative influences. Number five, it leads to more ungodliness. When negative influence comes from the people of God that are expected to be of good behavior, it discourages, and it discourages non-Christians. Romans 2, verse 24, it says... No wonder the scripture says, 
the Gentiles blaspheme the name of God because of you. The Gentiles blaspheme the name of God because of your behavior. Because of your behavior. When negative influence comes from the people of God who are supposed to set good examples, it, is, it can be very discouraging. And it leads to more ungodliness. Praise the Lord. Titus 2, verse 3 to 5. It says, similarly, teach the older women to live in a way that honors God. They must not slander others or be heavy drinkers. Instead, they should teach others what is good. These older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely, to be pure, to work in their homes, to do good, and to be submissive to their husbands. Then they will not bring shame on the word of God. So an older woman can bring shame on the word of God by the way she lives. By the way she lives. An, old, an older woman who lives like she has no control brings shame, brings shame, right, on the word of God. He says, so teach the older women to influence the younger ladies. Number six, it brings about shame and reproach, not only to the person involved, but to also, but also to his, to, to his or her parents, to, her, to his or her family members, the church of God, and to others, to, and to others associated with the person. Proverbs 28, verse 7, it says, Young people who obey the law are wise. Those with wild friends bring shame to their parents. Those with, those with wild friends bring shame to their parents. So negative influences bring shame. Number seven, it brings, more, it brings about moral, moral defilement and denial of Christ. With, with time, a negatively influenced person can be morally defiled. With time, a negatively influenced person can be morally defiled. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33. It says, don't be fooled by those who say such things. For bad company, bad company corrupts good character. Bad company corrupts good character. Are you an influencer? Are you influencing for good or are you influencing for evil? Bad company corrupts good character. It says, verse 34. It says, think carefully about what is right and stop sinning. For to your shame, I say that some of you don't know God at all. Praise the Lord. Praise God. So we have looked at the pattern and types of influence. We have just looked at the problem of ungodly influence. Now let's look at the power of godly influence. Amen. So from God's perspective, our influence does not depend on our influence does not depend on our position in life. It doesn't. No. Our potential for influence depends on our understanding of our position in Christ. Our understanding of our position in Christ, not in life. So you can, you, can, you can be a godly influencer in your current situation because the Holy Spirit is in you. You can be a godly influencer in your current position because of the Holy Spirit in you. He has anointed you. 
Even if you don't feel like it, you are anointed to be an influencer. You are anointed to influence those around you. You are anointed to be the light of the world. You are anointed to be the salt of the earth. That is your life. Praise God. If God has granted you a position of influence in this world, then it's time for you to grab it with both hands. Grab it with both hands and live for God. Live for God. Live for his kingdom. Build his church. Fill his church. Friend his church. Found his church. Live for purpose. Live for purpose. Ask God to show you why he has placed you where you are right now. Ask God to reveal to you, where you why you are where you are right now. God has an assignment for you. It's about time you embrace it. It's about time you embrace it. You are called to make a difference. You are called to make, it, to make an impact. You are called to bring people from darkness into light. The anointing of God is upon you, and Jesus died for you. Praise the Lord. You have an unstoppable influence. You are a difference maker. So accept the call, my friend, and get serious. Influence can be the force and power of godly deeds. Influence can be the force and the power of godly deeds. And Paul, put, and Paul clearly highlighted this to young people in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. He said, don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. He said, be an example to all believers in what you say. In what you say. Be an example to all believers. Be an influencer. How? He said, with the way you speak. By the way you speak. In what you say and how you say it. In the way you live. In your love. In your faith. And in your purity. My friend, you have an assignment. You have an assignment. Do not frustrate the grace of God and do not play away the hand of God upon your life. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. In other words, in other words just because you are young is not, for you to, is not enough for you, to, for you to engage in foolish behavior. He said, be an example to all believers in what you say. Be an example to all believers in the way you live. Be an example to all believers in your love. Be an example to all believers in your faith. Be an example to all believers in your purity. Praise the Lord. Again, to young men, in Titus, 6, in Titus chapter 2, verse 6 to 8, it says, in the same way, encourage the young men to live wisely. Encourage the young men to live wisely. Young man, live wisely. Encourage the young men to live wisely. And you yourself must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind. You yourself. You yourself must be an example to them by doing good. That is, you yourself must be a, a great influencer. You see, and you influence them 
by you yourself doing good works, not of some kind, but of every kind. Let everything you do reflect the integrity, integrity and seriousness of your teaching. There's no room for unserious behavior. Let everything you do reflect the integrity and unseriousness and the seriousness of your teaching. Teach the truth so that your teaching can't be criticized. Then those who oppose us will be ashamed and have nothing bad to say about us. Are you an influencer? How are you influencing? Positively or negatively? And to the godly spouse, Paul writes, he says in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 1, he says, in the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. Then even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. You are the epistle that men read. He says, even if you have a spouse who will not accept the good news of Jesus Christ, he says, your godly lives will speak to them. That is, there's something about the way you live that is capable of witnessing to those who are not saved. He says, they will be won over by observing your pure, reverent lives. They will be won over. They will be influenced by your pure and reverent lives. Number four, for the Christian, for the Christian, Paul writes in 1 Peter chapter 2, he says, dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very soul. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when he judges the world. He said, be careful how you live. Live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I hope this is blessing you as it is blessing me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He said, live well, live well, live well, live well. And so we've seen the pattern and types of influence. We have seen the problem of ungodly influence. We have seen, you are seeing here the power of godly influence, the power of godly influence. And so Paul spoke to young men, spoke to wives, spoke to young ladies, and it all came down to one thing, influence for good. Influence for good. Influence for good. Hallelujah. Let's look at um, the characteristics of, uh, of um, godly influence, of godly influence. The properties, the characteristics of, of, uh, of a godly influence. Number one, it has preserving power. You and I, we have work to do. It has preserving power. Positive influence can have a preserving power in this world. 
It can preserve godliness. That's why the Bible says that we are the light of the world. We are a city set on a hill. Salt preserves. And so you, when you begin to exercise godly influence, you have a, you have a preserving power. You have a preserving power. Number two, it has a saving power. Godly influence has a saving power. If you turn the attention of, uh, if you turn the attention of the non-Christians to God, right, it's that, that's, that's, that's a saving power. Through you, many can come to the knowledge of Christ. That's, that's saving power. Through your influence. Philemon 10, verse 10. See, I, I appeal to you to show kindness to my child, Onesimus. I became his father in the faith while here in prison. Paul was still in, Paul was in prison and he was still influencing fellow prisoners. I appeal to you to show kindness to my child Onesimus. I became his father in the faith while here in prison. Onesimus hasn't been of much use to you in the past, but now he is very useful to both of us. I am sending him back to you, and with him comes my own heart. I wanted to keep him here with me while I am in these chains for preaching the good news, and he would have helped me on your behalf. But I didn't want to do anything without your consent. I wanted you to, I wanted you to help because you were willing, not because, of, not because you were forced. It seems you lost Onesimus for a while, for a little while, so that you could have him back forever. He is no longer like a slave to you. He is more than a slave, for he is a beloved brother, especially to me. Now he will mean much more to you, both as a man and as a brother in the Lord. So if you consider me your partner, welcome him as you have, as you would welcome me. In jail, he was still exercising godly influence. Jesus commissioned every single one of us to share the good news about his love, about his forgiveness to everyone. We are commissioned to share the goodness of Christ to everyone. We are commissioned. And so this is a call to influence people towards godly change. It's a call to influence people towards godly change. You and I, my friend, we have an assignment. So godly, godly influence has, has, um, it has preserving power, it has saving power. Number three, it has an encouraging power. Your zeal for the house of God and your determination for righteous living can be encouraging to people. It's very interesting. Um, um, this, this week, you know, it was very sunny, so I came out and I ran into my neighbor. And then he just stopped. He started asking me questions about the church. Very weird. We spent about, 40, we spent about 45 minutes standing in the sun. And he was asking me, I said, tell me, tell me more about the church. What did you used to do? How did you become a pastor? How is the church doing? And he was asking questions about God and about the church and about my life. 
And I shared the gospel with him. I shared the love of Jesus with him. And I invited him to be part of our services when we opened fully. And I, and I, and I think, and, I, and I, so, so, so when, when he asked me, so, so, what, so what career path were you on before you became, became a pastor? And I told him, very interesting. He said, so, 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 was, so was that a good career? I said, yes. He said, were you making money from your career? I said, yes, I was comfortable. And then, I, and then so I told him well, how much I used to earn before I became a pastor. And he looked at me and I said, wow, that is real zeal, he said. That must be real zeal and real passion. So godly influence carries within it an encouraging power. For instance, the determination of Daniel to stand before the Lord in Babylon was a source of encouragement to the three Hebrew children. Daniel chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible says, but Daniel, but Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to them by the king. He asked the chief of staff for permission not to eat these unacceptable foods. Now, this, this decision alone, this zeal for, the, for, 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 for God's word and God's practices encouraged the three Hebrew children. So godly influence carries encouraging power. Number five, godly influence carries evangelizing power. Your positive influence may be means, may be the means to reach out to others who are not saved. First Thessalonians chapter eight, first Thessalonians chapter one, verse eight. It says, "And now the word of the Lord is ringing out from you, to people everywhere, even beyond Macedonia and Achaia. For wherever we go, we find people telling us about your faith in God." So godly influence carries evangelizing power. So wherever we go, wherever we go, we don't need to tell them about it, for they keep talking about the wonderful welcome you gave us and how you turned away from idols to serve the living and true God. And they speak of how you were looking forward to, coming of, to, to the coming of God's Son from heaven, Jesus whom God raised from the dead. He is the one who has rescued us from the terrors of the coming judgment. Godly influence carries evangelizing power. When you share your testimony of faith, it carries evangelizing power. When you share your testimonies of encounter of what God has done and is doing in your life, it carries evangelizing power. Philippians 2.15, it says, so that no one can criticize you. It says, live clean, innocent, live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a, full, in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Hold firmly to the word of life. Then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. So this means being a force for godly change. Number five, godly influence carries reproductive power. The power of godly influence can produce many more faithful people like you. The life of Paul 
produced many more faithful fellow workers. The, like, the life of, of Philip, apart from the fact that he, uh, uh, apart from the fact that uh, um, uh, he, he had four daughters, uh, Philip, Philip, the Bible says that the, 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 these ladies they became powerful women of God, full of faith. So everyone reproduces after their own kind. A faithful man will reproduce a faithful man. So, so godly influence, godly influence will reproduce, will reproduce, carries in it a, 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 a reproductive power that makes you replicate your life in others. Philip replicated his life in his four daughters. Paul replicated his life in Timothy. Jesus replicated his life on, uh, in the 12 disciples, 12 apostles. Moses replicated his life in Joshua. It just goes on and on. So godly influence has reproductive power. What are you reproducing? What are you reproducing? Bad behavior? What are you reproducing? Whether you believe it or not, you are reproducing. You are reproducing after your own kind. Your behavior is multiplying. Your negative behavior is multiplying. Your good behavior is multiplying. And it's multiplying in the life of others. Number six. Godly influence has everlasting power. Your positive influence will live, will live on long after you are gone. That's why it's possible today to read the account of godly men who have come and gone. We are still talking about Moses. We are still talking about Paul. We are still talking about Joshua. And we raise our noses, we raise our noses at, at, at Judas. We are still talking about Caleb. We are talking about Esther, Deborah, Ruth. We are still talking about them. What will we say about you? When, we, when, when, we, when, when, when your name is mentioned, do, you, do people raise their noses like, 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 like unto Judas? Or do people nod their head and say, wow, godly influence, great influence. So, so what are you doing with, your, with the power to influence? Are you influencing negatively or are you influencing positively? So in order to be able to influence others in positive ways, there are areas of our lives we need to develop. Number one, we need to develop our competence. It doesn't matter that uh, uh, <laughs> uh, we, you, 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 you don't have to be better than others, but we have to improve ourselves. Colossians 3, 23 says, work with all your heart. Work with all your heart. Exodus chapter 9 verse 10 says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your mind. In other words, we need to develop 
competency in the area of godly, godly, godly influence. Number two, we need to develop our character. It's not enough to be good at what you do. Great character must govern great giftedness if we want to maintain a positive influence. Great character, great character must govern great giftedness if we want to make a positive influence. Lack of integrity and character has aborted the influence of many leaders. So we build character. We build character. We want to be like Christ. We want to develop Christ-like character that consistently impresses on people. Number three, we have competency, we have character, we have consideration. Nothing reveals more about your character than how you treat people. Consideration. There are so many people that are not considerate. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So be considerate. Character is not just something we, we are internally. It expresses itself outwardly. Philippians chapter 2 verse 1 says, Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and one purpose. Verse 3, it says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Think of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. Praise the Lord. Number four, communication. Apart from living a godly lifestyle as a positive example for others, we must also communicate the mind of God to people. Communicate the mind of God for people to people. Don't lead people astray. Communicate the mind of God to them. Communicate the word of God to them. It's your responsibility. Communicate the word of God. The Bible says, uh, talks about if you, uh, in, uh, in uh, Acts chapter 16, uh, Paul and Silas, the Bible says they, they, they communicated the, the, the gospel to the, to, the, to, the, to the jailer. Philip, Philip shared the gospel with the Ethiopian eunuch. So share the word with people. Bring God's perspective to everything around you. Share God's thoughts and share God's perspective to people around you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And lastly, we must have courage. It takes courage to exercise positive influence on others. It takes courage. But I pray that courage over you today in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Are you an influencer? Yes, you are. Embrace it. Embrace it. Embrace it, because you are where you are right now for such a time as this. Maximize it. Go for it. And the hand of God, my friend, be upon you and your family in Jesus' mighty name. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. I thank you for everyone here under the sound of my voice. You have called them to be influencers. I ask, oh God, for your favor upon everyone under the sound of my voice. In the name of Jesus, I ask, oh God, for your favor upon them, Father. Indeed, Father, they will live as godly influencers 
in every area of their lives, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray for them. They will not fail. They will not falter in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.org.uk Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed.